Welcome to another episode of the La Petite Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Jen. And we got uh, a couple of fun things to talk about today. We're going to be talking about new puppies, new kitties that we've come across in the past month. Give a little update on Ruthie and Olivia as well. We saw them in uh, February. Um, what else do we have, Jen? Uh, uh, pet food recalls. G- great. Uh, <laughs> great. I was actually part of this. I don't know why I don't, I'm trying to like. Um, we talked a little bit about professional, professional pet sitters week. There you go. Yeah. So it was professional pet sitters week and, uh, being the awesome, uh, pet sitters that we are, we talked a little bit about, uh, what exactly your money goes towards. Uh, it's not necessarily just us coming over and just money. Mon- exactly. Nice parks and rec <laughs> reference. Uh, and just taking your money, uh, and that money goes into a vault. Um, there's Where a lot we roll around in it. Yeah, Scrooge McDuck style. Um, <laughs> no, there's a lot of uh, a lot that goes into uh, uh, running a uh, business and definitely running a uh, a pet sitting pet care business, uh, but we love it, so it's it's definitely well worth it. So uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, give it a listen, and we'll be right back. Yay! So we're back here at the Lopti Podcast. Please forgive me, I'm not feeling really well today. It's uh, March 10th, and uh, we have a couple of new clients joining the family, right, Jen? Yeah, we have a few new clients. We have two cats, Oh. Uh, Hannah and Silly. Hannah actually has a brother and a sister, Roman and Gretchen, which um, don't like to be seen in public, so they run and hide. Um. But Hannah needs most of the care, so I was looking after her. And then we have Silly, who's an American short hair. And uh, she liked to attack me. That was fun. And we had to tag team that one. We did. We did. Which wasn't too bad. She liked you a lot better. Yeah. So, yeah. She was stressed out, I think. It was our first time alone in the house uh, since her her buddy died. Um. So that was a learning experience there. And we also have a couple new puppies. We have Frankie, who's doing his daily walks. He gets walkies every day with Lapidite. He's a nine-year-old lab. He's really sweet, and he loves treats. And we have Piper, a little Scotty. She's adorable. Piper was a lot of fun. Yeah. she's uh, She gets the zoomies. Over everything, her greenie, her toys. She's really, really cute, and she's a little stumpy. Uh, we're just really sweet girl. And who else do we have? Phoebe's Phoebe. Phoebe, yeah. Mm-hmm. So noticing a pattern though of dogs who don't like being around other dogs is just perfect for pet sitting because they don't have to be boarded. Right. So, uh, Piper gets she's a Scotty. She gets Scotty cramp when she's stressed out when she's around other dogs. Uh, so, it's nice to provide that option. It's really nice to uh, provide peace of mind for their parents, too, when they're away. So, with Phoebe, I noticed when I walked into the door, she would nonstop barking. Yeah. Well, she's a... I think she prefers women over men, so she was barking at you at first a lot, but um, she didn't do that to me. But she only took, what? Five minutes. Yeah, it was pretty quick. To get used to you. Yeah, it was pretty quick. Yeah. So who is this guy? Oh, okay, he's nice. Let's talk a little bit more about Silly, because Silly was uh, uh, one of the first cats with Lapetite. I think the second one, right? Second, yeah. Second cat. Um, 
in the first visit, like, the meet and greet went pretty well. The meet and greet was fine. She was really sweet. She was lying on her bed, rolled over, let me scratch her belly, and, um, then the, well, the meet and greet was fine. The first visit was fine up until I tried to leave, and then I forgot something and had to come back in, and she took a swipe at me, and she drew blood, and I just said, well, that was rude. I didn't even think anything more about it. Second visit, full-on attack mode. Uh, I was taking her litter. I had cleaned her litter, and I had refilled her food bowl, which is downstairs. Went outside to dispose uh, in the garage. Come back. There's a glass door with a curtain hanging on it into, into the client's house. And I see Silly's little face, and I wave at her, and... She jumps up onto the door, claws at it. I mean, she jumped. She left the floor, clawed at the door, trying to get to me, and ripped the curtain down and ran away. Oh, man, this is, this is going to be a tough one. I was scared because I just imagined that door being my face. Um, so... And then the visit after that, I I actually went back with a face guard on. Yeah, you went to the uh, the, the local store and picked up pretty much a... Well, uh, it was what I had from here, from the Poison Ivy stuff. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, because I was like, oh, that, that door could have been my face. I'm going to lose my eyeballs on my next visit. And she growled and hissed and um, cornered me upstairs because her water bowl is upstairs. She cornered me, she sat at the bottom of the stairs and just growled and stared at me and wouldn't let me go downstairs. So a, a typical 15 minute visit turned into a lot longer, just waiting for Silly to go away. Yeah, and a cat growling is a sign of that cat's, uh, that cat's not happy. Pissed. Yeah, she's pretty peeved off. Yeah, not happy. So then I said, okay, I'm not, I, I was telling her mom about this from the beginning. And how it got progressively worse. And her mom felt really bad. And she said, well, this is her first time in in the house by herself without her buddy there. Her buddy had died a couple months before. So I said, okay, well, that makes sense. And then I brought you with me on the next visit. And she seemed to take to you a lot better. Yeah, that wasn't bad at all. Uh, I expected a... Situation where the cat was literally going to jump from the banister, you know, 20 feet above me and yeah. land on my head. Uh, you gave me the provisions of an umbrella and a squirt <laughs> bottle. Uh, the umbrella used for if we have flying cats. Or a shield. Yeah. And the squirt bottle to kind of temper it away. Yeah, if she comes flying at you. Right. Kind of, uh, you know, startle it a little bit to think twice uh, about it. Didn't have to use it. Uh, the, the cat was wondering, I suppose, what is this uh, man doing in my house? Yeah, she just sat at the bottom of the stairs and stared at you. Yeah. No no growls or anything. So that was good. So that I think, you know, any other visits like that where there's an attack cat, we'll have to both of us go. It seems like you're the cat person. You're the cat guy. Which I don't mind. I don't mind that. Cats and birds... Pretty well with. Yeah. Uh, had experience with uh, uh, cockatoo, I think. Which, which think? one's? The, I don't know which one's the bigger one. It's either cockatoo or cockatiel. I can't. Uh, I can't remember. I always get it mixed up. But whatever is the the bigger white one that looks very pretty, and constantly talks, and has a nice um, 
plume that jets up, and when he gets kind of uh, pissed off, yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, I uh, plenty of experience with that. So birds, no problem whatsoever. I'm the dog person. Dogs, dogs are my people. I haven't had a bad dog yet. You think you'd be a cat person? Though? I would think so too. I'm antisocial. <laughs> you know, I would love to be by myself. Right. <laughs> I have the personality of a cat, but I get along better with dogs. It seems. I don't dislike cats. No. I you know I love animals just in general. Right. But um, and I really was it the first time Silly swiped at me. I didn't even think twice about it. I just thought, oh well, you know, she's I'm a stranger. I'm in her house. Her her family's gone. Mm-hmm. It's to be expected. Right. The full on attack mode. Yeah. That was a bit much. Yeah. I was not expecting that, and I was scared. I have I have broken up dog fights, and I was not as scared as I was when Silly growled and launched at me. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember the text messages um, that you sent me. You were literally scared. I was legit scared of that cat. Yeah, and when yeah. you went, yeah, when you went over that uh, to uh, the house again for the uh, the next visit, you were literally going over there like it was gonna be World War Three. Yeah, I had high boots on. Thank God I did because she took another swipe at my shin. I had a heavy wool coat on, and I had the plastic face guard just in case. I brought treats. I brought toys and catnip. And I tried to bribe her, uh, and she just wasn't having any of it. She was out for blood. She wanted me to die. No joke. No joke. But we got over it. It all worked out in the end. And now we have a plan for the uh, any future silly visits or any future attack cats. That's true. How's um, uh, Ruthie and Olivia doing? I get to see them next month, I think. I don't even know what day it is anymore. Uh, Today's the 10th. Today's the 10th of mm-hmm. March. March. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they're doing good. Uh, I got to spend a little bit of time with them over the past month. Mm-hmm. When their parents went on a little trip. Yeah. So. I think that was after the last podcast we did, too. Yeah. So, Ruthie's lost uh, a decent amount of... Uh, Olivia's lost a decent amount of weight. Olivia has, yeah. Since you saw her last. A wee bit too much weight. So, now she's on strict doctor or doctor's orders to have more food and cookies. And put on some weight. Which I can't imagine she's got too much of a problem with. Yeah. And Ruthie's her old Ruthie self. Nothing's changed with her really. Well, she's sleeping upstairs in the bedroom, which she hadn't done before. Now, Ruthie is very, very skittish. She takes ages to trust somebody. So, having her move up into the bedroom and feel comfortable sleeping there is a big step for her. So, really proud of her on that front. And she's just... she's. Um, a lot better, I think, with us than mm-hmm. she was, especially with you. She was very skittish with you. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. And then Frankie, my boy Frankie, we had his meet and greet last week. And he's a nine-year-old lab who loves to bark, bark, bark until he sees that it's walkie's time or it's street time. And then he's a very good boy. <laughs> he sits and he listens. So we just kind of take him out on a little walk. Uh, it's four days a week for now. His parents just moved here from Colorado. Yeah, and talk a little bit about that because I think that's one of the cooler parts of this story, at least at the beginning with only watching Frankie for a couple of times, uh, is literally they just moved from Colorado. They were actually in Colorado, in Colorado. when they contacted you. Yeah, uh, and I think they found us on PSI's website. Okay. Um, Pet Sitter International. They have a pet locator 
so they just looked up um, pet sitter near me or dog walker near me and put in the location they were moving to and decided to go with us. At first, I actually thought it was a scam. Because I'm like, yeah, Colorado, uh-huh. Yeah. Sure lady. Here's Absolutely. our website if you're interested. Right. And she emailed me back and said, you're passionate about what you do. Your prices are good. You know, let's set up uh, time to meet. But they hadn't actually moved to the area yet. Uh, and their house is brand new. Their neighbor's houses are still under construction. Uh, so Frankie, overall, his life being overhauled um, in a house that hasn't even been unpacked, just met a new stranger. He's being a very good boy. He's a, he's a sweetheart, and it's it's a it's a nice change from the chaotic moving here and there of pet sitting mm-hmm. and you know staying overnight in other people's houses, which can get a little. I don't want to say uncomfortable, but it's not your own bed. It's not your own house. You don't sleep as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice to have a consistent week-to-week same face. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And let's see, who else? I think that's it so I think far. that's about it for like the new ones that yeah. have come up in the last month or so. And only two of those have come from the Valpac uh, ad that we were doing. Right, so this time last week, or last month, excuse me, uh, Valpac was just getting out to our area. And if you're not familiar with Valpac is, Valpac is pretty much those, uh, you know, those penny saver coupon. coupon mailers. Yeah, that you get in the mail. Um, Jen and I decided that we would, uh, do that with La Petite, a first big marketing, uh, push, at least grassroots without doing like Facebook ads, Google ads, stuff like that. And it came out, uh, between, uh, February 10th and February 13th, 14th, uh, Last month, obviously, since it's March. But uh, we've got some good business so far from it. Um, definitely upticks in the website, uh, which you can find at lawpetite.com. Uh, some stuff on the, on the Facebook page. So it's been a, a pretty positive benefit. We also have uh, another one coming out this month. Uh, so within the next couple of days. Yeah, and that'll just help to get our name, reinforce our name with people uh, in this area. Absolutely. So when we come back, uh, we'll talk a little bit about um, the Professional Pet Sitters Week. Ending what, tomorrow? I think it ends today. Today? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it'll be a nice little uh, kind of cap on uh, the celebrations mm-hmm. of being a pet sitter. So today marks the end of uh, National uh, Professional Pet Sitters Week from, the, uh, from March 4th to March 10th. I know you recently wrote a post about the pet sitters industry and exactly, you know, what people are paying for. Right. Also, I want to give a shout out to PSI because I know they're big fans of this podcast. Uh, All week long, they have been um, sharing codes to Starbucks gift cards. Oh, for all of us pet sitters. So they have a, a private chat on Facebook that they've been uploading codes to Starbucks for. And people have been taking advantage of it. And it's just basically their little thank you for all the long hours and driving around and somewhat difficult clients sometimes, few and far between. But yeah, it was really, really nice of them to, to do that. Um, but yeah, so that kind of leads into the recent blog post that I wrote. Um, 
I don't know if it's just me, but I've been recently getting uh, or, or hearing some things here and there about why why is it so expensive? I walk my dog. It's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, one, he's your dog, so I would hope it wouldn't be that hard for you. Uh, but there's a lot of, I guess, hidden costs that go into running a pet sitting business. Um, the main thing or the main few things are uh, insurance and bonding. Now, keep in mind that the uh, pet sitting industry is not regulated, so we didn't have to do any of this. You And that's how hobby sitters uh, get started. Hobby sitters are people that don't have any professional credentials, are not registered with the state, probably don't have insurance, more than likely are not bonded, um, and they're just like, yeah, I'll walk your dog for $10. Um, so what sets us apart from them is all all of these professional credentials that we decided to do. And we kind of looked at it from the standpoint of being pet parents ourselves. What would we be looking for in someone who comes to our house and promises to take great care of our pets? Well, well, you know, that's well and good. But what experience do you have? Are you licensed? All of that kind of thing. So that's what we started with. We registered as an LLC with the state of Maryland. That alone is about 300 bucks. Um, we got our insurance, and you can't just get insurance through GEICO. You have to, uh, it has to be industry specific because you are, you know, handling animals. There's bites, scratches, escaped pets that could do harm. They could do harm to your property, the client's property, all kinds of stuff. Um, so you have to get pet specific insurance. We got bonded. Um, and then you gotta, it's all the little things too, like marketing. Mm -hmm. Our website costs money. Right. We had to buy our domain. And if you want to do actually anything decent with your website, you have to upgrade. Right. And open a bank account, which has monthly fees. Um, our PSI membership. CPR certification. Mm -hmm. All of that costs money. So there's... It's not just, hey, I'll walk your dog for 10 bucks. Uh, we need to, we haven't even recouped our initial investment yet. Or, I mean, including all the marketing and everything. Right. So, so that's what you're paying for. That's what you're getting when you're shelling out the money for the, just some guy who comes over and lets my dog out and goes pee. I don't know why it's so expensive. That's why it's so expensive. And there's a lot of other, and it just, it starts adding up, office supplies, uh, credit card mileage. fees, credit card fees. Every time one of our clients pays with the credit cards, the credit card processing company takes fees out. They take their cut. Yep. Gas mileage. Gas mileage is huge for us because we're driving all over the, the area. So just something to keep in mind when, you know, you might get uh, some sticker shock on your invoice. Um... I'm not just charging these rates because, hey, I think I can get away with it. How much do, how much do you think I could charge this guy to take care of his dog? Um, these are rates that are based on the other sitters in the area, the average going rate in, in this market, and uh, what we need to do to stay afloat and pay our bills. Right. There's a couple of ease of life, you know, things as well. Uh, in my opinion, at least, uh, first and foremost is... Uh, and we won't we won't exactly talk about pricing necessarily right now, but the 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 structure you have for the packages, 
You know, I, I think is a yeah. big part of it. Um, yeah, we don't do simple hourly rates. Uh, that can get astronomically expensive. Right. If you're paying per visit and it's 20 bucks a visit, that's easily $60 a day for a dog. Right. And that's where people start cutting corners, too. Well, I can't afford 60 so only two visits. He'll have to hold it. I don't know what to do. So we do a, a tiered package structure. So the more visits per day, the cheaper each visit is going to be for you. Right. Um, I think the second part, and we've talked a little bit about it on previous podcast uh, episodes, is uh, Time to Pet. So Time to Pet oh, yeah. is, uh, granted, it's another uh, uh, a bill um, that we pay for, for La Petite, but it's also... Um, it helps the pet, you know, pet mom and pet dad with, in my opinion, the justification if a price, in their opinion, may seem a little too high. It's complete accountability uh, for Jen and myself. So the way that Tam the Pet works, and I'll just give a quick overview and Jen can chime in with her uh, experiences. Literally bare bones uh, mentality as far as how it works is you open up an app, you press start, you do what you need to do at the house, you press stop, and it sends a report card. And that works in the, in our favor in a couple of ways. First off, um, especially with you know pups like Frankie and you know consistent customers, uh, it shows over a period of time. Okay, well you know on these days he was doing great. Uh, he didn't go outside and go to the bathroom when it was rainy, so he may be apprehensive doing that. Um, it also shows when it uh, we do the start and stop. It shows uh, stuff like GPS notifications and location to uh, the pet mom and dad. So it has that accountability as well that you're not just giving money to uh, the, the, the kid down the street to come and watch your dog and not even really sure if he's actually doing it or if he's just coming in for like three minutes, let the watching dog out, your TV. watching your TV, drinking your booze, <laughs> uh, eating your chocolates, let the dog out for like two, three minutes, let the dog go to the bathroom, come back inside, have another beer, and then leave. Um <laughs> So with the you know the start and stop and also with the uh, the GPS uh, location that gets sent to them um, if they opt into it, um, <clears throat> it it will tell the ma and dad of of the the puppy or the cat bird whatever that Jen was here or I was here from this time to this time and the report card will show meds were given food was uh, distributed uh, water was refilled. Uh, went pee, went poop, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, you can actually include a picture that you take and a little special message uh, for the client too included with those report cards. So you can personalize each one, which is, I think, really nice. Right. And, uh, you know, just other stuff like scheduling, uh, invoicing, yeah. items like that. So, I mean... Their profile, all their vet records, feeding instructions, everything is on there. Key on locker. Uh, yeah. stuff like that uh, not to mention even though this is just uh, Jen and myself but if uh, we bring aboard additional uh, employees it has breakdowns for all different employees uh, paying those employees stuff like that which is pretty nifty we've seen what uh, you know what houses or what clients they're going to stuff like that so that that's what I mean about uh, you know uh, the accountability which is really important when it comes down to it because you're paying someone to that you probably don't have any experience with to come in and have free reign in your house watching your loved ones. So uh, it makes it worth it in my opinion. Yeah, the, the clients who have opted in and have signed into the portal and they can even download an app 
Uh, we have two clients who have downloaded the app right to their phone. So as soon as the report card comes out, they have it. They get a notification. They love it. They absolutely love it. There, are, it's it's kind of half and half right now. Some clients are just they don't even sign it. They don't even bother with the portal. They'd rather call me or text me. You know, whatever works for them. But um, I think it's nice to have the option for all of our clients to have all of that information right there, really just at the touch of a button. Um, you know, messages, they can update their pet's records, they can see photos of what happened that day. It's just a really nice, nice feature. Absolutely. And, yeah, again, that costs money. That's a monthly fee. Right. Um, well worth it, but... Uh, yeah, both for our end uh, as business owners and for their end as pet owners. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's it's really simplified the way that we do business, and I love it. Um. So if there are any professional pet sitters or people who are thinking about starting their own pet sitting business, Time to Pet is the way to go. I, I tried three different other ones before Time to Pet, and two days into my free trial, we bought a membership. That's how much I love it. Right. Just speaking of trial and error, we'll get to our next little topic. Food recalls. A lot of food recalls happening yeah, over the past scary. couple of weeks, uh, past couple of months, really. Um, what do you think is causing all these food recalls? I mean, I have an opinion, but i like to hear yours. What's causing them? Yeah, I mean, from a business standpoint. Laziness, greediness. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you on that. <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, so the, the first ones we saw coming through were for a euthanasia drug that somehow got into tons of pet food. Right. How the F does that happen? Um, and then salmonella. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last few, like the, the bully sticks and stuff like that, are salmonella that I've seen. But the euthanasia one is really frightening. Dogs have died from eating their breakfast. That's insane. What's your What is your opinion? No, it's pretty much that. Um, the idea that companies are cutting corners uh, to deliver subpar products. I mean, these products, uh, you know, we'll just call it like it is. These products are are, uh, are out there with low levels of protein, um, highly processed, crude ingredients. I mean, it's not exactly the freshest food. Uh, it's got a barcode on it, so it's... Uh, immediately distrustworthy in my opinion uh in in some in some aspects like that it's tough it's a tough choice too because you want to make sure that you're feeding your babies a complete and balanced diet so when you're making food at home you're not exactly sure how to go about doing that right so when you hear especially like you know the vet told me when i said i wanted to start cooking for sam she said well you really should go with the kibble because that is a complete diet and it's been formulated to have everything that they need. Uh, so it is, it, you know, it's a really tough decision to make. You want to do what's best for them, but you also need to be educated on how to make food at home that's going to sustain them and keep them healthy. Right. I mean, soiling green was also engineered. You know, uh, that was a little joke there. That was probably not. Really <laughs> that, that, that was a joke. Yeah, that, yeah. That if, was I, joke. if I've got to say that was a joke, <laughs> then it wasn't that funny, obviously. But you know, the big fad right now in supplementation and nutrition, as far as weightlifting and you know diets go, and you know on the, on the West Coast specifically, are these um, kind of like juice diets, if you will, uh, sort of like the soy mint. I think there's actually a company uh, that does something similar to that, and it's marketed towards the uh, Silicon Valley. Uh, tech people to pretty much have a liquid diet where they get all their nutrients uh, and whatnot from pretty much a shake. 
if you will. I can't um, be very healthy. No, but it's the same thing as far as, you know, a veterinarian telling you that, oh, it's, you know, a well-balanced, a well-balanced diet are in these kibbles. Can only be found through kibbles. Right, exactly. That's yeah. that's not the case. But, you know, I, I definitely see what you're saying, especially when you have a, a, a puppy or two or three puppies. Uh, you just want what's best with them. But, you know, that natural organic food gets really expensive, especially if you have larger dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, hell... You know, if you can't afford to feed your your kids and your family natural or organic, you're more than likely can't afford to feed your your pets organic either. So what's the middle ground? Yeah, I don't know. It it's a tough call. I kind of well, we do kibble. We do a, like a premium kibble. Uh, Sam gets one for sensitive tummies, but it's a little bit, and it's topped with. Um, fresh food with with meat and vegetables and fruit in their whole form so I kind of split it down the middle I wanted to make sure that they were getting their balance their complete and balanced diet but I don't want them to subsist wholly on a processed food diet where they never eat a carrot right um or know what a cranberry is right so I yeah and in their treats and stuff like that um we try to do whole food based as well but it's up to each it's up to each pet parent, you know, what one what you can afford, unfortunately. Um and you know, just what works good what works good what works best for your pup. And we're seeing the same thing with humans too. I mean Yeah, everybody's different. Over the past, you know, uh, fifteen, twenty, thirty years no, no. towards the um the move to highly processed foods, fast food, it's taken a real toll on specifically Western culture. Uh, well, diabetes, that, obesity, stuff like that, and it's yeah. moving towards you know it, it's the same mentality, uh, not maybe not being able to afford or have the time to cook for your kids, so you're just gonna drop by McDonald's or yeah, or time the, is another one. Yeah, time's huge. Big, big uh, decision maker there. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some you know hacks you can do, bulk preparing food, uh, specifically you know meat, uh, whether it's chicken. Uh, beef, turkey, stuff like that. That goes a, a mile. Um, topping it off with carrots. Carrots last a long time in the sense that, you know, it's not like a, a pepper or something that's going to go bad within a couple of days or a week or a tomato or something like that, which I probably wouldn't give a, a whole lot of tomatoes to your pets um, or really anything that's part of the nightshade family. Wow, that was a, <laughs> that was a, a weird voice. uh but yeah, a lot of food recalls happening. A lot of companies just kind of uh, getting caught with their pants down a little bit, whether it's just laziness, uh, greed, uh, take your pick. Uh, it's probably one or the other or a combination of both. And, you know, I imagine there's probably a couple of organic companies are, you know, this may be hitting or at least all natural, let's say. Um, you know, the laws in America aren't that... Uh, uh, Ironclad when it comes to all natural and organic foods, a lot of uh, companies can probably just skate by with the bare minimum, uh, especially when it comes to pet food. It's not like you know uh, human food or uh, or anything like that. And so- just, think, just look at the ingredients sometimes on you know like milk bones or Alpo. Right. There's all kinds of weird, nasty stuff in there. Right, and that's a, that's actually a good point. We'll probably end up talking about that in a, in a couple of future podcasts. But if you look at the back of an ingredients, and let's say it is something like a milk bone, or it is something like kibbles, and you're you're uh, you're picking it up for the well balanced diet, 
Uh, and the first thing is either an ingredient you can't pronounce or it's not an actual meat and it's like a, uh, a turducken or something like that, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not actual, you know, beef or, or, or chicken. Chicken, or chicken, chicken. beaks, number yeah. one ingredient. Yeah, exactly. No one wants that. You know, how, how the people who killed the turkeys and the chickens aren't, aren't, don't necessarily want that, which is why they're giving it away half the time. So yeah, just be mindful of, of the ingredient label. It's, that's going to tell you more more so than any you know bullet point on the back a box of the, a box of the box good good lord <laughs> almighty can't speak uh back of the box or the bag or anything uh that's on the front uh just read that ingredient label and you'll be okay yeah i i mean the way i see it too is humans don't know how to feed ourselves how are we going to know how to feed another species entirely right it's not like a food it's not like a dog is going to push a, a, a plate away if it's not feeling they eat their own poop so they're right. not that picky right yeah they wouldn't be like oh alpo no not today no, i met a couple of animals that would put away a, <laughs> uh, push away a, a a dish but few and far between that's for sure yeah i mean we just do what makes sense to us um you know I, i'm pretty sure Broccoli is okay, whereas, you know, kibble with with a paragraph-long ingredient list, not so sure about. So, I just kind of follow my gut. You got to do what's right for you. So, that wraps up uh, episode 8 of the La Petite Podcast. We covered a lot of ground today. Yeah, uh, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad Not for too bad. a month's worth. For a month's worth of no podcast. We're, we're lamely so. Yeah, well, we had a couple of technological difficulties uh, between the app we use. Wasn't that great. Uh, it actually got a little bit better. Uh, so It got a lot better. We're happy with that. We were about to dump it, and then right. we, we saw their changes. Oh, good. Yay. Now we can so continue. We, so we went out and bought a mic, um, and then figured out that uh, where are we going to host the podcast so we'd have to upgrade uh, and, and figure out where we we're going to dump the files and then host them to like itunes and stuff like that long story short we're back uh and it won't be another month before another podcast comes in uh but if it is hopefully i mean we are pretty lazy i don't know about lazy we're busy oh, busy we're so busy jesus h um <laughs> Uh, but if it is a little bit longer than we'd like uh, to get another podcast out to you, there's a, a bunch of different avenues you can reach us at. Uh, we have our website at lapetite.com. Well, you put a lot of work into people. You should check that out. It's a pretty good website. You got to stop being so bossy. No, I am the boss. Okay. Uh, so you have the website. What else you got, Jen? The website. All right. We already named the website. <laughs> yeah, we have that's the, what I got. Uh, we have the Facebook page. Oh, yeah. And... We have a Twitter page. We have a Twitter page. And we have an Instagram. We have Instagram, which Instagram is mainly for um, just uh, the photos of the clients and the new puppies and kitties that we come across. Yeah. So look at them. Right. And that's it. Yeah. And if you're local, you can find us uh, on Yelp. Yeah. We have actually, we just have a profile now on petsitter.com. There you go. Um, Thumbtack. If you're looking for a pro in the area. Care.com. Care.com. Angie's List. Mm-hmm. And Google, of course. Right. Everybody's on Google. So if you're in uh, the Maryland area, specifically uh, the Frederick County, Upper Montgomery County area, you can find La Petite pretty easily. I mean, we're pretty much... We're everywhere. We're everywhere on it. 
uh, and, and we are more We're than happy for you. Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you can't sound like that on a podcast. We're coming for you. All right. So until next time, my name is Brian. Okay. And we'll talk to you later.